What up, what up, beautiful people? Y'all already know what it is when you hear your boy coming through your speaker. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you at in the world listening to this show. It is another Camper Chronicles production. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bringing the Wood podcast, and I am your host, D. Wood, up to no good on a beautiful Fuck Work Friday. You already know if you're at work right now, tuned into this. Don't work too hard today, because it's Friday, and we get paid, so... Hope your day is going well. Mine ain't been too bad at all. I got up this morning, went for a nice little walk. Get the juices flowing. Uh, took me some news and notes. So I'm ready to rock and roll. Again, no big Che with me. Again, he on vacay with his little lady. Uh, birthday goes, birthday celebration. Enjoy yourself out there, big Che. You know I'm going to hold the fort down for us till you get back. Hey, but we're going to get straight into it. Um, before we even get into the um, game last night. Thursday night football, which we will. Um, I just want to give a brief uh, update. Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey will play um, on Sunday versus the Jaguars. Both men miss uh, um, Thursday's opening game versus the Lions due to hyperstanding need for Kelsey and money-related issues for Chris Jones. Both have been settled, and both players are projected to play this Sunday. So congratulations to them. They're going to definitely need all hands on deck. Uh, to go up against a very good Jaguar team. So uh, there is that. Um, then I also want to talk about one other thing before, maybe two other things uh, before we get started with the Thursday night game. I want to go back to Monday. Monday night. Um, I don't know if everybody's heard about it yet, but there was... Um, some leaked, uh, I guess not leaked, but somebody in the Bills organization left the microphone on and two beat writers, me, two people of the media were having a conversation and the mic picked up their conversation. And uh, this lady, Maddie Gab or Galab, I'm going to say Galab because it's GL or Maddie Glab. Yeah, Maddie Glab, who's a beat writer for the Bills. On the hot microphone, I don't know if you guys have heard it. You can go on Twitter or, I mean, the X and go listen to it. Um, and she basically says on the, on the microphone, and she's not on the mic, but she's close enough to where the mic picks her up. And she says, there's no control over Stefan Diggs. Dude's going to do what he wants. He'll look me in my face and say, F you. That's how he treats everybody. And again, this was caught on a hot microphone. A hot mic is just a mic that was on that somebody was too close to. Um. And then um, she comes out and she she wants she apologizes after it goes viral. Then she comes out and makes an apology and she says, "I wanted to take ownership for what I said today. I'm very sorry for what I said and meant no ill will. I respect the hell out of Stefan Diggs and he has been one of my favorite players to cover. He has great character and treats us media with a lot of respect. He takes times out of his day to talk to us, which he doesn't have to do. Uh, so again, but you say that in your apology." But literally, you said, there's no control of him. He does what he wants. And he'll look you right in the face and say, F you. Um, but there can be there can be two truths. Um, he could literally be uh, a respectful person. And she could have respect for him. That doesn't mean he's not an asshole. You know what I'm saying? And Stefan Diggs gives asshole vibes. He gave it in Minnesota because he really only wanted out of Minnesota because Adam Thielen was the one. And he wanted to be a one. So you kick your way out of a good situation to go somewhere where you're the number one. Now you're the number one. And now you're upset because you don't always get the ball every play. It just doesn't work like that. 
And um, I do think he has an attitude problem. I do think because he came from lower, you know what I'm saying? He was a third-round pick out of Maryland and worked his way up and became this uh, superstar wide receiver, you know? He had a little chip on his shoulder. But, again, um, I, me personally, I don't think she should uh, apologize. She could have. She maybe She's apologizing because she got caught. Because if she never get caught, she's not just going to come out and say, hey, y'all, I said something about uh, Stefan Diggs the other day. Nobody heard it, but I want to apologize because it wasn't right. So, like, that's where I'm at with it. I'm like, stand on it, ma'am. You said it. It got caught. You only apologizing because you got caught. So this is how you feel about Diggs. That doesn't mean um, he doesn't interview well. That doesn't mean that he doesn't take time out to talk to y'all. But he probably could take his time out to tell y'all that y'all ain't shit and F y'all and all those other good things. Um, this is just one more reason why the Bills is one of the teams I said going to take a step back this season, along with the Vikings, which we'll get into after we watch Thursday, after I get into the Thursday night game. Uh, I just think the camaraderie, the togetherness, still a lot of eye players on the Bills, to me personally. And I don't think the head coach can get it together because, to me personally, the head coach, I like McDermott, but I don't think he's a, a, a check type of player. He's not going to check none of his players for things like that. He's a he's a player's coach, so he lets his guys be them. And again, when you let your guys be them, you can end up with that A B situation. That's all I'ma leave that at. Mike Tomlin used to let A B do him, and then you let that man do him for so long until where now he doesn't you know, he doesn't really respect what's going on. He's gonna literally do what he wants to do. And Stefan Diggs is on that route, and that's exactly why that lady said that. And again, I don't think she was lying. I think she was dead ass serious when she said that. And that's truly how he acts around there. But when you're one of the three best players on the team, two best players on the team, you can do that. And nobody's going to do anything to you because they need you. Um, do I think this is a problem? Small problem. But this is just one of bigger problems inside of the Bills organization is why I do believe, again, they'll be taking a step back. Um, uh, also, uh, Raiders news, Jacoby Myers potentially going to be out. He hasn't cleared con concussion protocols yet. He has another day or two to, he has to have it be complied by Saturday or complete the concussion protocol by Saturday if he wants to play on Sunday. Um, so it'll definitely be a very, very tight squeeze. Um, but he, yes, but he's doubtful, uh, for the game against Buffalo. Now we got to go to that Thursday game. Now, sir, I will get into that Thursday game. Um, Eagles-Vikings. The game was closer than the score says. Score says 34-28, Eagles over the Vikings. I think it could have been uh, a little bit more, but I do think the Eagles got lax. And I do think the Vikings just press a lot because that's what they do. They're going to score points. But, again, they don't have any defense to stop anybody because they let everybody walk. And as much points as they score, they don't have a resemblance of a running game. And it showed again uh, in Matson uh, having uh, another terrible night. Eight carries for 28 yards and a fumble loss. Um, again, Kirk Cousins played well again. 360 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, sacked twice. But again, they don't have no run game. So if we just going to sit and let him dink and dunk it all the way down the field and throw it around, which he did, Justin Jefferson, 11 carries, 159 yards. He didn't get in the end zone. He had a costly fumble um, that cost them points. Jordan Addison, three catches, 72 yards in the touchdown. And TJ Hawkinson also had a two, two touchdowns as well. Uh, and KJ Osborne brought in one as well. Again, the, the pass game is on point. 
but you don't have a running get back or a run game to keep teams honest. So, again, um, as good as they offense looks in spurts, Kevin O'Connell has to run the ball. And if he doesn't run the ball, it's going to be more of these shootouts that they're going to lose. That's why they went out and lost to the Bucks. The Bucks played a little defense. And then they have the weaponry to score points. You just got to hope Baker Mayfield helps them out because he's a problem as well. But this is more about the Eagles as well um, because DeAndre Swift played like uh, a madman yesterday. 28 carries, 175 yards in the touchdown, averaging six yards a carry, y'all. So this wasn't like just some light work. He was really running that Rockefeller. Um, but that's what the Eagles do. Run the ball, play defense, and take the shots when they're, when they're available. Um, and then again, uh, Devontae Smith, four carries, 131 yards in the touchdown. I think their problem is, again, like I said earlier, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. I don't know how many times in history a team has lost both coordinators in the same season, but I'm pretty sure this is kind of how it happens. And this is how your team will look. Again, they're getting wins because that's the goal. At the end of the day, the goal is to win football games. And uh, they're 2-0. and So there's no complaining on that end uh, about them being 2-0. and But again, you got some things you want to work out. Jalen Hurts sacked four times. He also threw a pick. Um, 18 for 23, 193 yards. So again, and then even him and A.J. Brown got into it on the sideline. It was real light, though, because neither one of those dudes are super duper hostile. So neither one of them was really yelling. But you could tell they were having a powwow, a serious talk. And they had to be separated, kind of. But I do think it's no problem. I think those dudes will be on the same page. Um, and I think they'll be smooth. I definitely don't think there's a uh, a problem. You know what I'm saying? I just think it's a guy who wants to contribute in these wins because in two wins he hasn't went over what 60 yards 50 yards so i definitely feel like you know it's some some animosity there to where he like man they pay me 25 mil a year dog like let me get in on some of this let me let me get in on this i want to i want to be a part of this winning i want to help the winning but again my thing is hey dog you winning stop complaining keep the main thing the main thing if the main thing is winning you're two and no philly you work those kinks out those problems out at practice but as long as y'all go out there on Sundays and get wins, I don't think that you guys should really be uh, complaining. But uh, again, you know, it is what it is. Teams are going to players, receivers in general, you know, the divas, man. They want the ball. They don't want to just be standing out there blocking, especially for a team that's going to run the ball a lot like Philly. You don't want to just be standing out there um, blocking all game. And I think that's just kind of what A.J. Brown was getting tired of the two games in a row, being in a tremendous blocker and uh, not getting any passes. So. Um, it is what it is, but again, two and no. Bigger thing is Vikings, dog. What are you gonna do in the run game? How are you going to bring people closer? How are you going to get people to stack the box? I don't think Madsen um uh, or Madison is the answer. Again, I like Ty Chandler, the youngster out of North Carolina, but I don't know how how much they'll get into him and give him the ball going early. So I definitely think this is something they gotta work on. And again, that defense is Spotty at best. Again, they let go of everybody. Two, three defensive linemen, two linebackers, uh, a corner, two corners, Cam Dassler and Patrick Peterson. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they let Harris walk their strong safety. So you're walking out a lot of new guys on the team. And again, Daniel Hunter don't even want to be there. But you can't find a partner for him. So 
he's still there. So it's just like it's a team that I don't think is going to stop anybody. And again, bro, when your team is built to just be in shootouts, it's a lot of teams you're not going to be like that. Again, this is why I think the Vikings don't make the playoffs this year. And I don't think Kevin O'Connell should be on the hot seat, but I think he will be because he still hasn't figured out who's going to be the heir apparent to Kirk Cousins, unless he plans on being a Kirk Cousins back for another three or four seasons. But I also think Kirk Cousins has hit his cap. Uh, I don't think he can elevate players around him. So I think he needs a full service team. You know, he's one of those guys who needs the run game, the defense, the receivers, the coaching, the play caller. He needs all of that to win a Super Bowl. So without having a defense or a run game, I don't see them winning the Super Bowl. And this is kind of like a wasted year. And this will put Kevin O'Connell on the hot seat after winning 13 games. I, I don't I got him winning maybe nine, eight or nine games this year, if that. So Vikings got their work cut out for him. Um, again, flip the script. The Bills got the same thing. I think these guys got a lot of work to do. So we'll definitely see uh, um, how they go about it. But uh, I'm interested to see. And again, we got the games coming up on Sunday. I went over them yesterday. I picked all my winners and losers. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to yesterday's episode, go listen to yesterday's episode. Um, I gave uh, I picked my winners and losers for every game on Sunday and Monday. Uh, including Thursday's game as well. And now I'm 1-1 one and one in Big Chase 2-0 in the Thursday night matchups. Uh, I'm on his heels, man. And we'll get that next pick next Thursday. Uh, but that's really all my news and notes for football. Uh, I do got a little uh, fun fact that I want to bring up all, going all the way back to the Dallas uh, Giants game um, on the internet, and I've seen this. No team has ever lost by 40 uh, no, no team has ever lost 40 to zero or worse. No team has ever lost a sack battle seven to zero or worse. No team has ever lost a turnover battle three to zero or worse. No team has had a field goal block, had a had a block field goal return for a touchdown. No team has ever threw a pick six all in the same season. So all those things have never happened in a season together. And we saying the Giants did all of that in one game. Again, it was rainy. It was the first game of the season. Again, I don't take a lot in the game ones. But I, one thing I do know is the Dallas Cowboy defense is legit. It was legit last year. And they showed it. So I will give the Giants um, a little room for improvement and growth. They'll get a chance to redeem themselves this week. Um, but definitely that opening game. I'll say the rain played a little factor into it. But, again, I picked them to beat the Cardinals this week. They should definitely beat the Cardinals. Uh, if they don't, then, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. They're they're even worse than what I thought they'd be. Because, again, remember me. I would have paid Saquon. I wouldn't have paid Daniel Jones. I would have franchise tagged Daniel Jones. And I would have paid Saquon Barkley. But I'm just a guy out on the team. Um, and my team is the Titans. So we still figuring out our shit. So who am I? <laughs> For real. Um yeah, that one was uh that one was was definitely crazy. And then another one I want to give y'all before we switch over is Joe Burrow. Um he got a new haircut. Um they play the Ravens this week. But I want to give a fun fact stack against the Browns in his career. Uh he is one in four all time in his career record versus the Browns. Uh one in four. He only he averaged 295 passing yards. He has 10 touchdowns, but he also has Eight giveaways, and he's 0-2 at Cleveland. And this was before he went and lost again to make him 0-3 and 1-5 versus the Cleveland Browns in his career. So I do think that they just kind of have his number. Those are those things that we don't see, those little nuances of the game that will uh, kind of get overlooked 
while we out there doing our thing. But uh, definitely thought it was something interesting to see. So I wanted to give you all those fun facts on the Giants' horrific week one and Joe Burrow's history uh, against the Browns. So mm, that's all I got for the NFL today. Again, tune into the games on Sunday and get ready. But y'all know it's Football Friday, so I got to get y'all tuned in for some college football games. Um, before I even get started with that, we're talking Alabama. Uh, Nick Saban came out and benched Jalen Milrow. Figured he would after the Texas game, man. He's a super-duper-duper athlete, man. But he's sporadic in the past game, and he doesn't stay in the pocket. Like, it was a couple times in that Texas-Alabama game that he literally was dropping back, and he was rolling out out of pocket. There was no pressure in front of him. There was no blitz. He's just used to rolling out and throwing on the run. But it's like, if the play isn't a rollout play, you're now rolling away from targets when you should be standing in the middle of the pocket. And that's not a habit that we're trying to break on the fly in games because you'll lose games like that. Thus, they lost to Texas. So I do think that's why they benched him. They'll be going with Tyler Balkner, who uh, I want to say he transferred in from Notre Dame. Uh, he'll start week three versus UCF. Obviously, they should smack UCF, a little confidence booster, um, and, and get him going in the right direction. But Bama Bench is Jalen Milrow. Not surprised at all um, after a big loss uh, up against um, uh, Texas last weekend. But big win for Texas. Uh, that, that pushes them into the top three. Now I'm going to go over a couple games that we could watch for all my college football fans. Um, one that comes on early that I think shall be interesting early, 9 a.m. on the SEC Network. Number 15, Kansas State, 2-0. Taking on unranked Missouri. But Missouri is undefeated as well. I definitely think this is, and Missouri is at home. This is a game that Missouri can win at home. Um, they played really well last season as well. Uh, played Georgia well to a close game. Played uh, Tennessee well to a close game. They played a lot of teams to one score games. Um, so I do think this is a, a, a chance to put a team on upset alert. So uh, if you're a betting man, uh, pick Missouri to cover that spread. The spread is four. Uh, pick Missouri to cover that spread. And if you're feeling dangerous, take them to pull an upset, man. I think Missouri can go out and get that one done. Um, another one is going to be uh, number 14, LSU. Um, on the road, taking on undefeated Mississippi State. Mississippi State is un, uh, undefeated right now, but unranked. This is a chance to get ranked. I do think LSU still wins the game. But, man, Mississippi State uh, uh, is a very physical defense. Offense, not so well. But, again, they play defense. And if they can create some turnovers and uh, keep Jaden Daniels in, uh, in the pocket and control his scrambling, they'll have a chance to pull an upset out this week as well. So LSU versus Mississippi, 9 a.m. on ESPN. Number 14, LSU, uh, undefeated but unranked Mississippi State. Also, 12.30 tomorrow on ESPN following that game. Uh, yeah, following that LSU-Mississippi State game. Undefeated Minnesota uh, takes on number 20, Ranked, undefeated North Carolina. Both teams are 2-0 again, 2-30 on ESPN. This shall be another good game. This is a pick em game. I'm going to go with North Carolina because Drake Mays is a top 15 pick in the draft, and he should go out and get this done. But I do think Minnesota is a well-coached team by Coach Flack, P.J. Flack to be exact. And um, he coaches his guys up hard. He coaches them guys up well. So I do think these guys have a chance to go on the road and make this game very, very interesting. Um, so tune in to that one, 1230 on ESPN. Um, another one we got, Georgia, South Carolina. Uh, I think Georgia probably puts the pause on South Carolina. Um, but again, man, uh, South Carolina usually likes to uh, 
play well against the uh, SEC talent, man. They usually show up well against these guys and make the games competitive early. It could get away late, though, but uh, 12.30 tomorrow on CBS, South Carolina versus Georgia. Um, got another one for y'all. 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. tomorrow on Peacock Network. Number 8, Washington, and my hype-trained quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., goes on the road up to Michigan to take on undefeated Michigan State. Michigan State going through a little turmoil. Their uh, head coach has been fired, not fired, but uh, suspended, I shall say, for um, sexual harassment. It's not all the way out there on exactly what's going on. I don't have the full details, but I do know he was initially fired. Then they resent out a memo saying they didn't fire him, but he is suspended while they investigate what's going on with uh, sexual harassment. God, I can't think of the coach's name right now, but unfortunately, he is a brother. He used to coach at Colorado. He coached them the year before, the last two years when they sucked. Now he's the coach at Michigan State, and it is a brother. Can't think of his name at this exact moment, but I still do think this is a very good game. And uh, if Washington doesn't bring their A game, this could be a much closer game than uh, what they have. They got Washington by 16 and a half. It's a lot of points, man. But I'm still taking Washington and the Michael Penix Jr. hype train. Also, tomorrow, 4 p.m. on ESPN, undefeated number 11, Tennessee, Joe Milton III, quarterback, um, travels to Florida to take on the University of Florida, 1-1, one one, unranked. Florida is definitely going to have a rough year. But I do think they're going to get up for a lot of good teams. And SEC football is SEC football. And I did see some talent on that Florida field, even when they lost to Utah in the opener. They had some athletes out there. Quarterback is just going to be the problem. Um, so maybe if they can keep this game competitive playing defense, you never really truly know. Um, another one that's coming on 4.30 tomorrow ESPN2. Undefeated BYU takes on undefeated Arkansas. Uh, it's going to be another good game. BYU is a well-coached team. Uh Always plays hard. Arkansas, another SEC team, always plays people well. Um, I think they're gonna. Uh, I think this should be a very good game, interesting game. Uh, this is a good test for BYU going up against an SEC team. They don't always get to play against SEC opponents, so this will be a good test for BYU. I think this is a good one if y'all want to tune into it. Uh, shall be a very good game to watch. And then for y'all who was swear y'all Jackson State fans, man, 5.30 on ESPN Plus, Jackson State takes on Texas State. Texas State is a Division I school. The Bobcats, they, uh, Jackson State travels to Texas to take these guys on. Jackson State 1-1, one one, Texas State 1-1 one one as well. Again, make sure y'all tune into that game and support Jackson State like y'all swear y'all do because I tune into the game. I don't watch both of their games. I just like to get on the people who made it seem like everybody was going to stop watching Jackson State when it's the people who swear they was only watching them because Dion. I ain't hating on y'all for only watching it because of Dion. It's life. That's unk, man. We watching Colorado because unk. So, like, don't get mad and try to act like you're not going to support Dion because he left the HBCUs, bro. Like, he still put the HBCUs on the map. Jackson State got a game on ESPN+. Plus against a Division One opponent that I'm pretty sure paid them, a, paid them a pretty penny to play them this year. And don't be surprised if Jackson State go out there and get an upset win. You heard it here first, man. I got two more games I want to, three more games I want to take y'all into. Tomorrow, 7.30 p.m., Fox Sport 1, Fresno State undefeated 2-0, traveling to Arizona State to take on 1-1 Arizona State. That shall be a good game. Uh, I love Fresno State playing against Pac-12 schools. They really play them very, very well. They usually make for great, great games. 
because Fresno State is like a borderline Pac-12 school on the under. Um, but they always play those teams well, so that should be a good game. Um, and then tomorrow, 7.30 p.m., CBS Sports, uh, undefeated Kansas takes on un- uh, 0-2 Nevada. And I'm only saying this because I like the quarterback at Kansas, Jalon Daniels. He missed the first two weeks with a shoulder injury. He shall be back uh, potentially. Probably won't make the Heisman hopeful list because of all the talent, but he is that type of a talented kid. Um, again, Jalen Daniels, Kansas quarterback. He's getting to start. He missed the first two games this week, uh, this season with injury. He'll be playing. Tune into him. Check him out. Now, obviously, I saved the best game for last. The game that we all going to tune in to watch. And I'm talking about um, Deion Sanders. 0-1 Colorado State. On the road, traveling to Boulder to take on 18 rank and undefeated Coach Prime. Uh, Colorado Buffs, man, in the in the in the Colorado rivalry or the Colorado Classic—that's what they call it. Mm-mm, excuse me. Where do I start? We definitely got some bulletin board material because um I don't know if y'all heard, but uh, the Colorado State coach uh, Norv Noel, I forget his first name. I call him Jay Noel because it's just J- I think it's actually Jay Noel, J A Y Noel. But Coach Noel came out on on Colorado State's uh, podcast and took a shot at not the team, not the the organization, but took a direct shot at Deion Sanders primetime himself, Coach Sanders to be exact, Coach Prime. I like to establish him as such because he is a coach. Um, And he came out and said, uh, yeah, when I walk in the rooms, I take my hat and my glasses off because that's what my parents taught me that men do. So, you know. Basically, you saying Dion ain't a man, or he not a man, or he don't respect men because he don't take his hat and glasses off uh, when he walk in the room. Again, this is not a guy you want to antagonize. This is not a guy you want to give bulletin board material to, because um, Prime is up for uh, the Mustang Challenge, as I like to say. And um, obviously, players heard this. Other coaches heard this. Um, so... Again, Shadur responds to Coach Norvell. He says, you got to be a fool to do that. Take a shot at my dad. He didn't do nothing to you. He didn't say nothing to you. He said, this is the same thing Matt Rule did last week. For y'all that don't know, Matt Rule took some shots at Dion and, and, and made it, you know, talk, called it like a circus. You know what I'm saying? He said, it's all a media grab and, you know, they're not in this for winning games. See what they did to Nebraska. And not only that, Matt Rule went out and stood on the middle of the Colorado buff symbol and, and made his team come out there and stand on it. Players do that on their own. Coaches don't do that. That's what players do. Players go out there and stand on the middle of the thing and get their team hype and, and, and be disrespectful, but competitively disrespectful because I don't mind when teams do that. Just back it up. And they try. Fast forward. Now Norvell says that to coach prime. Shador says, yeah, you don't, you're a fool. You don't do that. That's you gotta be a fool to do that. So then Coach Prime tells the kids, like, oh, he, he made it personal, so we, we, don't, we ain't going to take it too personal, but we're going to make it personal. So you know what Coach Prime goes out and does because he's petty? He go out and buy the whole team sunglasses. And he buy the whole team hats. And he tell them, don't take the glasses or the hats off until we play on Saturday. Obviously, when they practice, they'll take them off. But when these kids are walking around campus, when these kids go to their media uh, availabilities, when these kids go do their NIL deal responsibilities, you're going to see every player at Colorado wearing glasses and a hat. Just because Prime is petty like that. Gifted the whole team that. 
And he uh he told he told and he came out and said, Hey man, I've been getting a bunch of calls. Not only from kids that are at school saying, Hey, we already ready to transfer when the year is over. But he like kids that are seniors and parents that are of ki- uh, uh you know, parents of these seniors that are literally like, bro, keep this up and you're gonna have our boy. And Dion already knows he's gonna change this culture at Colorado again. He'll probably be here for three, four seasons before he moves into the SEC. Um, again, a lot of these big-time analysts and big-time media people think he's going to go to the league. I'm 50-50 on that because uh, money is everything. And if somebody offers him a big enough bag and they give him enough control, maybe he goes out there and tries to coach adults. But he's been saying since he was in high school that he really doesn't want to coach grown men with money because they're not motivated. So we'll definitely see. But I'm excited. I expected this to be a good game. Felt like Colorado State was going to bring the A game. It's a rivalry game. You got to play up to the competition. But now I think it's going to be even extra. I think it's going to be it's going to be even more. And I think Colorado might go out here and put a hurting on Colorado State. They got Colorado plus 24. I don't know if they're going to do that. Because, again, Colorado still has their kinks to work out. Um... Shadur Sanders is still the second highest sacked quarterback in college through two weeks. He's been sacked 11 times in two weeks. So that's still a problem. So, again, you know what coaches will do what to make adjustments. So, again, they're not perfect. Being sacked 11 times is, is, is not a good thing in two weeks. And he could have been sacked more. He didn't did a lot of plays where he didn't slid out of some sacks, did some Houdini type stuff. And threw the ball away, even scrambled and got two, three yards out of some plays where he still was tackled um, close to the backfield. So, again, but Coach Prime is Coach Prime. I'm pretty sure he's coaching these boys up uh, very hard, very well. Um, but I do think it's going to be a good game, dog. I think um, I think Colorado State might have bit off more than they can chew, man. And I don't usually always say that. But it's definitely possible uh, to bite off more than you can chew. For real, for real. Um, but again, it's going to be an exciting weekend for football. Uh, I didn't mention my Seminoles because we don't play nobody, <laughs> but you know how this works. Anything can happen in, in, in college football, but yeah, we got Boston college, um, Alabama got university of South Florida. So that's why I didn't really mention those guys, but again, we should go out there and get it done. We rank number three. So that's exciting pressure. Very, very much pressure, but, um, uh, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, to see what we do and see if we can build off of uh, just a, a good start so far and continue to ride this momentum um, into the ACC. And again, we're going to have some big games coming down the pipeline. Clemson, Duke, Miami, um, North Carolina. We get out, we can get away with those games, man, and go get some wins in those games. Uh, we got a big chance to make the college football playoff this year. And sky's the limit, bro, for us once that happens. I'm very excited uh, for my Seminoles and what we can do this year. Um, Coach Norvell. Mike Norvell has grew on me leaps and bounds. Jordan Travis, the quarterback, has grew on me leaps and bounds. And they have earned my respect um, just through time, uh, patience, and showing that they've both got better as coach, quarterback, play caller, decision maker every season. And that's all you can ask as a fan. So I do respect that. So, again, good luck this weekend. Seminoles, go out there and continue to be dominant. Let's go out there and get a dub. (laughs) Uh, Before I get out of here. Just because I know I got a few uh, of the coaches listening now. Hey, shout out to Bear Creek Football, man. For the people that live over here in the Valley, that's the school I coach at. Uh, shout out to Bear Creek. 
Hi, man, three and one on both levels, JV and VAR. Freshman team not doing so well. Hey, but them boys got heart and they got some talent on that freshman team. We're going to get a dub sooner rather than later. But today, them BC boys travel to Western Ranch. And we take on the Ranch today. JV at 5, 15, Varsity at 7, 15, 7.30-ish. If you in the Stockton area, in the Tracy area, man, come on and pull up and see you guys. Hey, again, man, we're doing good things at BC. I had to give him a shout-out for my boy, Cuz Zolan, because I know he tuned in and uh, heard the podcast for the first time yesterday. Thank you again for tuning in. Enjoy today's episode, man. It's going to be a doozy. So, again, everybody listening, man, y'all already know. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell an enemy. Send this out. When you listen, go send this to somebody. Let them know, like, hey, man, I got a friend doing a podcast. And if I ain't your friend, you got a, you got a podcast you listen to. But if you're listening to this, I consider you a friend, man. I told you I don't like to call people fans. I call y'all supporters, man. Fans kind of sound like groupies. And I don't think of y'all as groupies. I think y'all as supporters, fellow analysts, y'all self, man. So, uh, again, thank y'all for always tuning in, for always just keeping it a buck with me. Again, I'm on I'm on Spotify. So if you got to, bring in the wood on Spotify, man. It's, it's my picture, dog. Like it, follow it, share it. I'm also on uh The X. Is that what it's called? The X. Bring in the wood podcast. Uh same thing. At Camper Clouds. Either or type in either one. You're gonna see it, man. You're gonna see us pop up. We're trying to uh we're trying to blow up, so help us out. And then on Instagram. Bring in underscore the underscore wood underscore podcast, all lowercase. Uh, lock us in, man. Lock us in on all platforms. Again, working on the YouTube thing. Uh, got a friend uh, and my bro, both of them, trying to help me get my YouTube set up so that I could do more visuals. Um, Big Che out of, out of town. That's why I didn't do live today on Facebook because I'd be using his computer. Um, I should have went over there. I tried to go over there to go get it. Don't even trip off that. Yeah, but y'all know I'm still going to bring the noise, bring the heat, bring the wood like I do best. Again, thank you to everybody. Uh, I love you guys. Enjoy y'all day. Happy Friday. Don't work too hard. I got to make sure I say that all the time. So, again, make sure y'all watch some games this weekend. Go watch some high school football games this weekend. Go support the youth, bro. They are the future. Um, Not just football, but man, any sport that's going on right now. Go support the kids. Kids are the future, bro. Let them know that we like that they are now out here in the streets. Um, you know, causing the ruckus, dog. Go support my cast of my nights out in Oakland, dog. Town business. I'm a Oakland kid through and through. Go support the cast of my nights today as they take on Odell. I'm not sure if it's at Casma or at Odell, but the schools is literally five minutes apart. So whether it's at the castle or at Odell, go to the game. They five minutes apart from each other. Uh Go Knights. Go Bruins, man. Uh, y'all know what time it is, man. And to all my OAL guys out there, good luck to y'all as well, man. Go get a dub over this weekend. Y'all know what it is, man. I love you guys. It's the Bring the Wood Podcast. Myself, D. Wood. Love, peace, and hair grease. Love, live, life, and Tupac. I'm out this thing. It's the Bring the Wood Podcast. I just brought the wood. Peace. <laughs>